Hi, everybody. We're back with another episode of the Carousel Project podcast. I am so excited to jump into this really cool, really weird topic. But first, I am Josie Maida, and you can find me on all socials at Josie Maida. And I'm Kate Killebrew. You can find me on all socials at Kate Killebrew. And I'm Epcot Adam, and you can find me on all socials at Epcot Adam. Yeah, you can. It feels like it's been weeks since I've said a good, yeah, you can. So it's great to be back. We're back, baby. Although in this break, Kate and Adam and I all got to spend some time together IRL. So that was pretty exciting. It feels like very rare nowadays that it's all three of us. So that was super, super exciting. And I think we're all going to get to see each other again in just like a week and a half. I think so. If you'll be there, we'll be there. Oh, I will be here. Yep. Speaking of, did you guys just see that they just announced like this amazing celebration for Tokyo's 40th? And I'm just like, babe, <laughs> yep. babe. Like, I did. The, the theming way, is super I know cute. I know it's because of the ori- I know it's because the Oriental Land, whatever it is, is running everything, and that's why. But it's like the way y'all are just skipping over Epcot's 40th is like. Yep. travesty for me yeah anyway. it really is they're, like, they're doing hey, we'll merch. merch i think they're doing merch which is like pretty standard of what we've seen the last few that's years paycheck for you he cares about the merch and that's it maybe I right. some and I pretty treats that really, don't taste good but like yeah. that's that's remember the getting. one they did for the 35th it was that cupcake that looked like spaceship earth that they had at the old starbucks location fountain view i wasn't there but i believe you i have the I map it. and the button but i wasn't there i went to epcot's 35th and i went to animal kingdom's 20th by myself and i had no friends so I went by myself and I was so poor that my stepdad had to send me money to get a kid's meal oh well we're gonna be at the 25th I already told my mom to have Kevin's birthday party the week before so oh yeah that sounds we'll great yeah it has just been um I don't know I feel like we had a really great time I had a really great time at the 35th I felt like there was a lot of fanfare it was like an exciting day um and then I feel like Kate and I had a ton of fun at the um 30th. At the 30th uh, for Hollywood Studios, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was quite, a, I mean, that was before Galaxy's Edge opened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So definitely a different time. If y'all don't know, just in case you missed it, we're talking about in a few weeks from when we're recording right now, Epcot will be turning 40. Epcot is at least mine and Adam's favorite parks. I feel like it's like a second runner up for Kate. I mean, I will say the more I think about Hollywood Studios today, Epcot's my favorite. Like I said, my favorite park doesn't exist anymore. It was yeah. MGM Studios. Well, I so. just know you normally say, so I was like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say for you that Epcot's your favorite. I'm not Epcot Kate, but like I I mean, I loved Epcot in all of its versions, like nineties, yeah. two thousand whatever. So Epcot is the best. So it's kind of disappointing. The merch collection got me like a little excited that they'd be moving in the right direction, but I haven't heard anything else. That's it, girl. Um, right, that's we're getting it. merchandise and we we might we'll get see. a, a map. A commemorative map, maybe a button. We'll probably get a cupcake too. Oh yeah, there will be a there will be treats. Definitely a map. Definitely treats. Maybe a button, but I don't know. I don't know. That's a lot of extra money put out to make those (laughs) buttons. Well, as we are on the subject of celebrations, we are talking about a past celebration that had plenty of fanfare. And before we get into it, our question of the episode. Have you ever been to a Disney 24-hour day? 
And I'll go first this time because the answer for me is simply no. The answer for me is this is a simple no. It's the most boring. So How dare you? I decided I would go first today. (laughs) Oh, okay. We Kate? love that. Um, <laughs> I have been to a 24-hour day, and it was... Oh, you have. I have. <laughs> it wasn't even on purpose either. That's the best what? thing. Um, we already had a trip planned for after Nick's graduation. He would propose on that trip. It's fine. Dang, and a proposal that, and, yeah, a proposal day and a 24-hour day. And a 24-hour day. Yeah. And so Living towards the dream. end of the trip... On the, it fell on the 22nd, 23rd. This was the last 24 hour day ever, either. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it more. But anyway, I went to that one. So, last Very jealous. Very wow. jealous. Wow. And didn't you go to Cinderella's Royal Table on that trip, or am I making that up? I did. Um, Nick made a reservation for lunch the day he proposed. So, damn. I just, wow. how does a 24 hour day, Cinderella's Royal Table? I stayed winning proposal. on that trip. When I say best Disney trip ever, like, I've had a lot of great trips, but that one, hey, a lot of better than our, better than our better Disneyland than the one trip. A few days ago. I mean, that one's pretty. I mean, that one is up there. I will say that. I <laughs> you mean, can't, I get Nick it. You didn't can't bring me proposal. to Club Thirty Three, so you yeah, know what I you mean. Can't, like, you, you can't, can't beat the proposal. <laughs> and and at this point, I finally have a good memory from a Disneyland trip. That's true. It only true. took me thirty plus years to get there, but <laughs> last week was great. It was great. We had lots of W's. I feel like we need to do like a, a recap do. of our Disneyland Maybe we'll trip. do that as a bonus, bonus episode, episode. Yeah, for, let's our, do it. for our Patreon. Let's do it. Yeah, and we can talk about Club 33 and all the W's because it was it was a very so W heavy trip. So many W's. Okay. Yeah, it yep. was a great yeah. trip. Adam, have you ever been to a 24-hour day? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried. Um, mm. I left where I live, which is about an hour from Disneyland. And four and a half hours later, I got to the Disneyland parking lot. Um, because it took three hours to get from the five freeway, which is literally two minutes from the Disneyland parking lot no. to the parking lot. It was the craziest traffic jam I've ever been in. Which so we, we finally got there. This? Sorry. Which year was oh, this? Oh gosh. Uh, it was the first one, I believe. I don't know if it was oh, 2012. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Just curious. Um, so it was the first one. So they had no idea how to control anything, make anything run smoothly. So we finally got to the parking lot and we met up with our friends and we walked to like the Esplanade area to try to get into one of the parks. And the line to get into the parks, either one, was just switchbacks through the entire Esplanade. Oh, it, it, no. They said they're averaging a three to four hour wait just to get into the parks. No. And we had gotten a hotel room down there for that night because we no. planned on like staying, you know, going to the parks till like four in the morning, going to yeah. the hotel and then going back to the parks the next day. Yeah. At that point, we're just like, F it. Like, we're not doing this. <laughs> yeah. So we went we went and ate dinner at ESPN Zone, went to sleep at the hotel Aww, and came back the next day and went, you know, so we went on the like the day Dang. part the next day of the 24 hour day. But yeah. we missed like the, the crazy overnight, overnight which yeah. we kind of wanted to experience. It does get crazy sometimes. I remember I didn't really think about that because I had never driven to the parks before. I lived here and when there are special celebrations or it's the first day of something it really can get crazy and I remember one time I was driving to work at Magic Kingdom when I worked at the Magic Kingdom club there and I forget what was going on in Magic Kingdom I don't remember if it was holiday time or what but I literally had to turn around in the grass in the middle of the road because I was like I'm gonna sit here for hours I was like I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna get there till halfway through my shift so I called my boss and I was like I have no idea how else to get there like I don't know how to go around this so I'm definitely gonna be late I finally did figure it out but i remember being like holy crap is crap an explicit i I said yes you guys say no no it's definitely not 
I feel I mean, like they can say crap on like Nickelodeon. F, so I, I mean, yeah, I said not F, the shows I, I was that. watching. Like that was PG at least, but <laughs> I didn't even know crap was a word until I went to junior high. So, <gasps> oh my gosh, no, my parents <laughs> are sheltered little Kate. I love it. That's the best part. Okay, so let's dive into these twenty-four hour days. Disney nowadays. I feel like could never, even though there's been so many opportunities where they could have. And I feel like what does it really cost beyond like, yes, people are getting more out of their ticket or like, yes, the staffing, but like beyond the staffing, right? Like, of course, people are spending more more money on food and merchandise because it's a big deal. So they make the money back. Yeah, absolutely. But before we get into the like 24 hour day, 24 hour days, there were a few 24-hour events that happened in the 80s. Are we going to talk about those too? I feel like we've talked about some too? of them, right? Haven't we mentioned them on previous episodes? We but have definitely we mentioned them. We touched on one of the okay. four that I have. But I was hoping that Kate had a little more information because I wasn't finding a ton. I feel like, and we've talked about this before, ever since the parks reopened, it's really hard to find stuff because of the things that people were searching when the parks were reopening, if that makes sense. So I found a lot of the more recent 24-hour days, but I was like, one of the websites said it was the first time. And I was like, this has definitely happened before this. So Kate, take her away. When I began searching, I knew for a fact that we had the Star Tours event because we talked about that one in the yes, Star Tours episode. Yes, that's the one episode. I remember. So I'm, I'm not going to touch on that a ton when I get to that one because there were four that happened in the 80s at Disneyland, just FYI. Um, but so feel free to listen to that episode if you want to hear everything that happened at that 60-hour party. But the first one actually took place on July 17th, 1980 for Mm -hmm. Disneyland's 25th anniversary. They did a 25-hour party. So 25 hours for 25 years. Again, Extended hours for an anniversary? Wouldn't be be current man. Yeah, I was going to say I should just stop talking. Okay, so um, this celebration started at midnight on the 17th and ran through 1 a.m. on the 18th. Um, the guests were handed out, I was there buttons. Um, they had these party hats that were legit party hats that said, I was at the biggest birthday party in the world, Disneyland's birthday family reunion, 1980. I was like, that's so cute. Um, the cast member tags, they had like these holographic add-ons to their cast member tags that Mm -hmm, said, mm -hmm. we're 25 years old today. They were really cute. Um, the tickets were $12 and 50 cents a piece and they included unlimited use of all attractions except the shooting galleries again this has come up before apparently people yes, are trying to get course. the most for that and that's not allowed um they had a special 25th birthday parade and then they also had like special entertainment food etc i actually have um let me see if it was this one or the other one i have i i kept pages up there was a special 25 hour birthday party menu um, it was a special birthday menu exclusively for 25-hour party guests, um, and it included just, like, all the different food offerings that they had, like, in, around the park in Disneyland just for that. But they really thought of everything with this. They had, like, a special map, um, the tickets, like, everything. This was the first time they did it. Was the parade for the entire 25th anniversary or was it just for the party so i think it started with the party and then it and would then continue in okay. okay but it, it, it started it. here but like 
in addition to that, they had like other entertainment, you know, mm-hmm, live mm-hmm. entertainment. Um, Kids of the Kingdom, I think we've talked about them before. They they performed several times in Tomorrowland that day. Um, you know, they had a happy birthday Disneyland several times a day near the plaza where they, I guess, wished Disneyland happy birthday. But I thought it was fun that they kicked off with a 25-hour event for 25 years. So, yeah, that's so cute. Yeah, and they've done amazing. they've done more than 25 hours before, as Kate talked about and as we talked about yes. for Star Tours, the 60 hours. So 50 hours. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I think they missed the boat. But then Kate next, and I would have stayed up for it. We would have. We were Dude, already awake for forty eight. So yep. I could <laughs> so not have stayed two. up one more effing. Hour. I fell asleep on Jungle Cruise. Many I had times. to ride Space Mountain to wake back we up. We went on. We went on Splash to Space. We Kate <laughs> fell asleep on Jungle Cruise. I'm like, we got a few more hours. We gotta wake you up. So let's go on Splash and get soaked. And then we go stayed on space. awake for Enchantment. Can you imagine? We stayed no. awake for that. <laughs> no, we stayed awake for that. And it was just Enchantment. It was, <laughs> and it was just, just Enchantment. enchantment. Yeah. Um. So the next time that they did a 24 hour day was five years later for Disneyland's 30th anniversary. Dang. Dun, wow. dun, 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 dun. Now at this point in time, Mikey and Frank Wells are pretty, pretty green, pretty new. Um, so are we shocked by this fanfare again? No. Um, this Never. party was only 24 hours, not 25, not 30. It took place on July 17th, 1985. Um, they this would kick off a daily 30th anniversary parade. What we kind of talked about. It was also kicking off the return of. Main Street Electrical Parade for the summer, including a 4 a.m. parade during the 24-hour Oh, period. I would have been there. Yes, 4 a.m. Main Street Electrical Parade. Um, they also had a park rededication at 2.30 p.m., which was the same hour that Walt originally dedicated the park in the same area. There were 30,000 balloons that were released and sky writing that said, Happy 30th Birthday, Disneyland. Um, wow. They also, Very cute. They also gave out 30th birthday posters to everybody that was there. There was a birthday brunch, so people that bought a ticket got a birthday brunch at one of a few select restaurants there what? included a meal I feel included. Like, I feel like Whoa. the years now I'm only are halfway not... through what happened. What? Yeah. Shut up. I'm no. only halfway through. So I feel like um, I was going to just say like the 30th is not even like thought of right now. No. Like again, it's a button, it's a map, but unless it's like 25, 50, they're really not. Anyway, go on, go on, go on. So so um we've t- kind of talked about this before um, when we talked about the Year of a Million Dreams celebration, but this was also the celebration where they were giving things out like every 30, 300, 3,000, whatever. Um, For this 24-hour day period, every 3,000th guest would win a car when normally it would be every every 30,000th guest. So they... They knocked it down, so every 3,000th guest would get a car instead of 30,000, so that was a big That's deal. That's a lot of cars. Yeah. yeah. Um, although I will say someone commented on one of my TikToks before and said that their family member won a car, but they couldn't actually win the car because they weren't like a California resident or something. So there was like an asterisk yeah. with all of this yep. stuff. But yeah. they don't talk about that. No, um, I remember, and this is back to the year of a million dreams, but I remember them someone saying something like that about the castle suite, that like 
because a family came in and again we talked about this in the year a million dreams episode a family came into where I was working they had stayed in the castle suite we were talking about it and they were saying like if the little girl had been in the seat that one oh, they yeah. would have had to give it to a different family but because it was the grandma like they were she fine was to able accept to win. it so yeah. you have to be 18 plus or whatever yeah which is kind of whatever but yeah. yeah so there's but still that's a lot of cars yeah so um this event had i'm gonna include links in the show notes it had special commemorative tickets just for this event so think your epcot ticket think my mgm studios ticket that kind of ticket mm-hmm, commemorative mm-hmm. for this event and then for people in disneyland publicity they were sent out like this whole invitation i have a picture of that i, I have a link to that as well like so much done for that um one amusement industry consultant that was interviewed by the LA Times called this the most successful promotion in the history of the theme park business. This 30th That's birthday a celebration. Honor. And I'm including that because of what our podcast is about, marketing, PR, all that. I yeah, thought that absolutely. was funny. That, that, that was a cool thing to stand out from this. Um, and then the tickets for a 24-hour day ticket were $30. And for regular operating hour ticket, it was $16.50. So for basically less than double, you could get 24 hours and be a part of this like amazing celebration. But yeah, they had, they had a lot going on. So... Um, those were the first two. The other two were both 60-hour promotional parties for attraction openings. Um, the first happened on September 19th, 1986 for, excuse me, for the launch of Captain EO. Um, that was a 60-hour <laughs> weekend party nonstop. Admission for that 60-hour party ticket was $17.95. So I for less even... than a $20 bill, you that could be wild. in and out of the parks as you please for 60 hours. I don't understand. But today, I can't. I can't even talk about it. Um, well, anytime I talk about Captain EO, I get sad because I can't believe I was in the park when it was there and I was just too dumb to understand the gravity and yeah. did the not cultural know. cultural significance. But that was... A, I think it's really cool that they did something for it because... Even that fanfare for opening a new attraction, I feel yeah. like we don't get as much of that anymore. Well, both no. of these happened basically within six months. It was Captain EO and then Star Tours, which both fell under George Lucas. We know Michael Eisner was very excited about the new George Lucas partnership. Yeah, partnership. I mean, it was Michael Jack. Yeah, Michael Jackson. Like it was a big deal. So mm-hmm. the first one was for that. I couldn't find a ton of information on actual details other than that the park was open for 60 hours nonstop and that the event cost that much money for a ticket. But like I said, the Star Tours one that happened on January 9th, 1987, so about six months later, that was for Star Tours opening. And I covered that interplanetary launch party in major detail in our other podcast, so I am not going to cover it again here. Um, again, I still don't know why my parents didn't take me to that. I think I it's pretty cool rude. You one and a half years old. I, I think your ticket got lost in the mail. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really there. think so. Oh, one and a half year old should be up for 24 hours or more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 60 hours. Yep. They probably are anyway. Um, So those were all the 80s ones. But now we're going to jump into the ones that happened for four years in a row. And I'm sure everybody else has stuff to say about these two. But I thought it was interesting that there was such a break from like the 80s to like... I agree. I agree. I, I kept double checking. I'm like, there had to have been like a 90s day or like a 2000s. Like I checked nothing. Right. 
Nothing. So it is very strange. It. It's almost like they re-remembered, but it's funny because when I was looking them up and was finding things on the Disney Parks blog, the articles are by people who are still at the company. So these have not been forgot. Like it, there's yeah. no way they forgot about it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they definitely I, knew. I want to know why they stopped after the the 2015. Like I want to know yeah. why it never happened again. Um, cause the, the one that we're about to talk about, the first one, this was such a smart so marketing campaign. Yes. Like this was yes. so smart. And honestly, all of them were, but this one was such a great one to Tie kick in. off with. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. So in 2012, Disneyland Resort did a first 24 hour event for a leap year and the first one since the 80s. So again, there was a big gap and it was one more day at Disney. So I thought this was such a fun way to get people into the parks. I mean, and like Kate said, what an incredible marketing campaign to celebrate like leap years are just fun. And it was Mm -hmm. kind of that Disney spirit of creating something to celebrate. I just love that one more day of Disney because that's such a fun idea to me that like the leap year is this chance, this this one extra magical day where you get an extra day in the year and that whole notion of, well, why not come and spend the whole entire day at Disney? Like what a fun way to get people into the parks. And to clarify, it was Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. This was the first oh, time okay. that they had a dual 24-hour day. And the cool thing about this is that they both started 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. So this is something they would talk about in the 2015 one when I went. I heard people talking about it. Like, people would start on the East Coast at 6 a.m. here, and then by the end of the day, they'd fly over to the yeah. West Coast. I was going to say that. I was like, because I've even seen people do yeah. that, like, who live here, who are, like, locals. like going Not a 24-hour really day, yeah. Pit, yeah, but... Again, I'm going to pause because, of course, this is why Kate and I, I think, work so well together. But, yeah, when I was doing my research, a very reputable source said Disney brings back their popular 24-hour day. And it was not for the 2012 date. So that's why, because they had said, like, that it hadn't been in, like, X amount of years, blah, 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 blah. So, anyway... Yeah, I why we're a great team. Yeah, I read a few articles because like you said, you couldn't find anything from any one source. Even Disney Parks Vlog, like they did a good job of covering like stupid things. No offense, Disney Parks Vlog, but like little <laughs> things like, yeah, it is like this, like this pajama party, but um but they didn't do anything cool. Mm-hmm. Like I had to work so hard to find like the little things, no, like midnight snack and whatever. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, this was actually on both coasts, and I'm pretty sure it was in one of the Disney Parks blog articles I read where it said this was the first time both coasts would have a twenty four mm-hmm. hour day. So mm-hmm. it was a really big deal. Um but yeah, they got um, one more Disney Day buttons for everybody that came through the gates. And the first 2,000 people through the gates got mouse ears that said one more Disney Day. And it had the date on them. So um, cute. I have a link to like the merchandise they did. I mean, that was one of the other great things about this is if somebody was fortunate enough to get to attend one of these days, like they wanted to get the t-shirt. They wanted to get the ears. Mm-hmm. They wanted to get the stuff to remember this. And I bet they're glad they did now that it's not a thing anymore. Yep. I really could have been me when I went I on the when I went in 2015. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait for 2016, and it never happened. Um, but yeah, some of the things, like I said, the midnight snack they did like a midnight snack at Disneyland Park for like it was like brownies and stuff. I thought that was fun. Um, Super cute. They had Mickey and Minnie in their jammies, which we see a lot more of that now. But I think back then it was like a big deal to see them like in their pajamas, like greeting everybody. Um, And then, of course, they had like 
the, you know, snacks, merchandise, whatever. But I loved that in the article I read, they even pointed out, like, both parks are open 6 a.m. to 6 a.m., so get the most out of your extra day. Like, that's what they said in the article was, like, go to both coasts if you can, like, get your extra three hours, you know, either way. So That'd be I thought so that much was fun. fun. I, I wish I would have been able to do that. And I love what you're saying about how, like, yes, they had snacks, they had special characters. I think that does really matter, not only in the marketing of it, but, like, it wasn't just a 24-hour day, right? Because even that would be exciting. If yeah. tomorrow they announced, like, hey, we're going to start having 24-hour days where nothing is different, but the parks are open for 24 hours, that would still be exciting, but they decided to yeah. take it one step beyond beyond that by having theming by having just Special some cohesion characters. to it and I think yeah. that all goes into like the PR and marketing of it truly because that makes it way more marketable like it's not just 24 hours to spend in the parks but it's one more day at Disney and you're going to get to do all of these special things beyond just being here at four o'clock in the morning and I loved this because like we said like a leap year is already a special thing like that extra day so the fact that they took the extra day and just said we are going to make it we are going to make it count for the most it possibly can and have our parks open like because I've been to Disney on a leap day just probably in like 2004 or something I was young and I remember being there and being like oh wow it's an extra day but they didn't have anything cool like this back then so I thought it was really cool that they took advantage of that day. Yeah, I think it's awesome. And I, again, like Kate said, I think from a marketing PR standpoint, that is probably my favorite. Now, I also loved, as Kate said, they did this a couple years in a row for a while. So in 2013, mm -hmm. they did the Monstrous Summer All-Nighter, which was in celebration of Monsters University. I think this one is really, really cool because... It kind of makes me think like in Monsters University, they're away at college. And what do you do when you're at college? You pull all-nighters. You're yeah. always up through the night. Yep. You're always That's enjoying, true. you know what I mean? Like whether you're partying or you're cramming for a test, you're always up all night. So it happened on May 24th. Mm -hmm. um, and there were really cool um, foods and merchandise. But starting off with the entertainment. Um, so they, leading up to 6 a.m., what, that's when they opened. Um, and of course, Mike and Sully were meeting, but from Monsters University. So they had like, you know, Sully had like his little jacket on and Mike had his little hat on, which I think is really, really cute. Um, there was the Move It, Shake It, Celebrate It street party, which I think was in the parks in general at this time. Mm -hmm. But it was yeah. cute because they had them as like the grand marshals of a, like a little pre-parade and they even did the MU fight song from the movie so I thought that was really cute that they really tried to infuse the movies in as much as possible including showing Monsters University with back-to-back -back showings of um I'm sorry Monsters Inc they were showing back-to-back -back okay. Monsters Inc for the Monsters University movie night which they were um showing Monsters, Inc. from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. So I thought that that Which was really so cool, fun. too. Yeah. Yep. And that was in Walt Disney World. And then at Disneyland, again, this was coast to coast. So at Disneyland, um, they had Monsters, Inc. screening in the Muppets Theater. They were hosting a special um, party. Like, it, it just was so cool. They had so many cool things. There were activations in Mickey's Toontown. 
Mm -hmm. I liked that this one included Magic Kingdom, Disneyland, and DCA because um, in Mm -hmm. the year before, it was only the two main parks, and in the last year, it will be only the two main parks. But for this year and the next year, they did all three, which I think is so nice for people on the West Coast to be able to hop between both parks like for 24 hours. I would have loved that. Yeah, especially because Disneyland is a little smaller. Not Mm -hmm. that I I don't think I could have a glorious time there for 24 hours, but I think it's nice to be able to have both, especially with the ease of park hopping. Like at Walt Disney World, I feel like it'd be a little more of a pain at like 4 a.m. to go to another park. But at Disneyland and DCA, I feel like it's a super easy hop between the two. Some of the things I saw for Monsters University that they were doing that I thought were fun was that they had... um, it looked like at the beginning of the day, they had like a, a Monsters University entrance exam where you had to like guess which door was which attraction and all that kind of stuff. So that was something kind of fun people could do um, that was like MU themed. They also had um, the monorail had like a wrap for this summer and it was called like a monster rail um and then they actually had like mike wazowski was calling and doing like monstrous wake-up calls during this summer as well i saw um and keep in mind like monsters university would release in june like so the next month so this was a great way to ramp everybody up for this movie release um they also had a monstrous dance party outside of cinderella castle in the middle of the night um one thing I thought we would all love that I saw was that they had the Star Wars Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald at Disneyland oh, that you could meet for this. Mm-hmm. So that was some of those special characters that we don't normally get to see. Um, and then I saw that they had a pajama party in Toontown mm-hmm. with classic Disney cartoons, milk, hot chocolate, and cookies. Like, again, they don't have to do that stuff, but they were doing all these extra fun things to just keep things going throughout the day. Um, but once again, it fell 6 a.m. to 6 a.m., so people could really hop to both both coasts if they really wanted to. Now, if you go onto the Disney Parks blog, and this is what I have up right now, there mm-hmm. are, if you search like the 24-hour all-nighter monster, there are so many different articles from so many different people. So yeah. they were pushing this. This was pushing synergy in the parks. This was pushing synergy with the movies. And again, I don't really feel like we see that as much anymore. No. What we'll see for movies in the parks for me is merchandise. Like before Soul That's came all it out, is. there was or merchandise. But there was maybe a screening of a trailer it. at Walt Disney Presents. Like that's yes. it. Like mm-hmm. very minimal. But you don't see anything else. And there are so no. many articles on here because I was trying to find like the individual ones for like snacks and merch so I could talk a little bit more specifically about what those mm-hmm. were. So I'm seeing in a picture, um, they did a monstrous food haiku about all the different foods. And it looks like there was um, some green apple cotton candy, some special chocolate covered strawberries, some special cupcakes. What I also thought was really cool was they had merchandise and yes. they had really cute little sully like hats and it looks like you know the little the little mascot that they like steal and put the mu logo on it's like a cute the little scare pig yeah yes, they have that which was super cute um but again i can just see from what they pushed on the disney parks blog that they were really pushing it they had readers there where they made them their own mu little you know how monsters university and like the cards, university cards, yeah. Yes, but you know how Disney Parks blog used to do events? That's yeah. what I was trying to say. They used to mm-hmm. do events to hype stuff up. I so miss they that did, too. Yeah, that was such a cool... I never got to experience Me one. Either. But that was such a fun thing just to see other people doing it. And it looks like they did one of those previews and those people all got like 
um, monstrous donut breakfast bar and they got to be like among the first guests and they got like little, um, like the Monsters University cards. So they really did it big for that because again, they had bloggers there. It was all over the Disney Parks blog, which I feel like at the time was way bigger than it is now. They had really exclusive characters and again, they just were thoughtful like the merchandise was actually thoughtful it wasn't just like I was there which is great but it had like actual well and it was perfect for the movie movie releasing the next month everybody gets their merchandise and they Mm -hmm. bring it with them to the movie you know like Mm -hmm. that that's why when um when you said the movie showing and it was Monsters Inc not Monsters yeah, 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 I was like, dang, that would have really been like a Over great top, reason yeah. to go would yeah, be to see a movie crazy. a month early. Um, yep. Yeah, no, this one, this one was so interesting to me because it's based around a movie rather than like a, you know, like a celebration of some sort or in the future when they'll be about a sweepstakes that they were having. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I was immediately drawn to the MU hat that is still in the parks today mm-hmm. that everybody buys. Like, this must have been with that first release. Like, it must have first released at this party. And then from there, I mean, people are still buying that hat. I love it. I love not only the fanfare that it was not only the fanfare that it was for the parks, but the fanfare it was for the movie and that synergy. That's like what we used to see when we talk about like, when we talked about the Disney Renaissance and we saw all of those activations back to back to back those to premieres. back. The premieres, yeah. the parties, the the um, parades for each and every movie. And I feel like now they like wait to see if it does well, but like we wait so long to get the characters into the parks now. Whereas back then it was like, right away and I get it Monsters University was different because all they had to do was like add a hat and a jacket but still it's so cool to see how that was not only you know great marketing and PR for the parks but also was really really great for the movie as well Well, they were also just real confident in this movie I feel like for them to be like this prequel is gonna kill it in the theaters so we are gonna Mm -hmm. do this whole thing just in Mm -hmm. case you know like I, I that's what I mean don't get me wrong I love Monsters University Kevin watches it every two months or so for weeks on end I've seen it a thousand times this year but I was just shocked that like the 24 hour day was based around this one Pixar prequel film I love that for them but it was it was surprising for me whenever I first looked it up so yeah so yeah and then the next one in 2024 so the Monsters, yeah, 20, 2014, Sorry, uh, Kate is wishfully thinking for twenty twenty four that we're yeah. maybe get. we'll get one back. We'll be there. Like, maybe we'll get, get one. one back. Um, what I was thinking about was the fact that it's ran. 23rd to 24th but um anyway this was the second time that it fell on a memorial day weekend and that Mm -hmm. would be kind of the trend move well i say the trend there's only one more year after this like they did it three years um but this one the whole message was rock your disney side and this is when Mm -hmm. the whole disney side hashtag started um which I will have to say this one and then the announcement for the next one were both really fun announcements. Mm -hmm. I remember this tweet. I remember the 140 Disney character hashtag Mm -hmm. image. Like, I was so excited that this was connected. So on February 28th, 2014, Disney tweeted out a picture of 140 of their Disney characters in the shape of a hashtag, Mm -hmm. like from above. And that was them announcing this. 24 hour day for the rock your Disney side campaign. 
What I really liked about this one is that it was very social media driven. And when we look at Disney in 2014, there were a lot of things that they were really doing right when it came to social. Mm -hmm. This is the very early stages of social media. It felt like a much more organic time as people were still kind of trying to figure everything out. If you missed it, 140 characters is the amount of characters that you can have in a tweet. So it's funny. At that time, yeah. Characters, characters, cute. Yes, at that time. Um, But I remember when I first got to Disney in 2017 I was really interested in joining that Twitter team and I actually worked with someone who had been on that Twitter team when I went to Club 33 but Mm. if anyone remembers like the Disney Parks Twitter and I forget the exact nomenclature because they used to have a couple but they used to do like magical moments they would tweet back to people they would show up in the parks and do incredible things like it wasn't just you tweeting into a void they would tweet back to you it was used as a very engaging platform and so I feel like this was a great way for them to push that campaign push for that hashtag to be used to have this incredible event that would be shared all over social and again when you go to the Disney Parks blog and look up 24 hour rock your Disney style summer kickoff party Jesus there's like a summary page where there are like 30 articles about all the different and each one has its own article because again this is when you know 2014 like people were the Disney Parks blog was like they were blogging it up back that then. That was Bible. That was yeah. Bible. Yeah. So I, I would start really my blog like a year one. later. So I yeah. believe it. I love this one for, I think it was a great, when we talk about PR and marketing, I think it was so great for social. Like this is really yeah. one of their first huge social campaigns. Well, and I noticed um, as I did a little more digging that, you know, part of this campaign was heroes versus villains like they kept Mm -hmm. talking about heroes versus villains and one of the things that they also did on twitter during this event was a hero side and villain side hashtag and they like had directions on disney parks blog for people to like enable geotagging if they were in the park so they could Mm -hmm. try to see if the villain side hashtag or the hero side hashtag did better so i was like i mean they were like you said they were full force with the social for this one um which like you said makes so much sense i don't know know when Twitter became big but I remember Instagram really became big in like 2012 2013 Mm -hmm. so I feel like it was right around the same time so Twitter I very vividly remember so when I was in like sixth grade and seventh grade I think that's when Twitter came out Adam can you google that so that would have been I remember like it in 2009 2000, 2007 2008 I had it I my feel like it was, I feel like it was but... like only for like celebrities in the beginning like you yeah. could have an account with celebrities really were the ones using it I could be wrong but I feel like I remember because when I was in sixth and seventh grade I was obsessed with e-news like obsessed oh, yeah me all too. I watched was e and I feel like they were using Twitter a lot at that time probably um, right. Was I okay, right so it, Twitter was launched July 15th, 2006. Woo-hoo. Oh, there you go. Mm, mm, mm. So again, I feel like at the beginning it was very much only celebrities and people weren't really on it. But I will agree with you. I feel like Instagram almost like, I don't want to say revitalized it. And this is just from my memory. This is not like anything yeah. I've done in like a study. This is just my personal opinion from like my experience as someone in like high school. But I feel like in- Instagram kind of like, revitalize social you know what I mean yeah I mean I agree well that's what I'm saying I mean I knew it was out because in 2011 I was it was my first semester of college and my friends had Twitter but like I was like what is the point of this but I feel like I feel like 
I'm guessing 2013 mm-hmm. on was when it was more like everybody was using Twitter, I guess is what I meant. Because um, yeah. I remember when I got on Instagram in, I guess, 2012, and I thought it was a filter app. Like, I thought you just put your picture up and used our little, like, filters, and that was mm-hmm. it. And then people yep. were liking them. And Nick thought the same thing. Like, we were both like, why are people liking these photos? Like, this is <laughs> weird. So, yeah, I believe I, I believe you when you say Instagram probably revitalized all those all those socials. So this was a really great time for Twitter. And and, uh, like you said, people were, I'm sure using the hashtag on Instagram as well. So this was really smart timing and it probably felt very organic. Like I don't remember this campaign because I wasn't on like the Disney side of either social platform in 2014. But when you're looking at this 24 hour rock your Disney side summer kickoff party summary it literally is links to every single disney parks blog article they wrote and what they're each about so they did a you know maleficent drops by there's a special world of color at you know like 7 a.m they did a streaming of world of color at 3 a.m um it's 3 a.m. on Main Street. It's time for a late night snack at Magic Kingdom. Disney villains appear in It's Good to Be Bad pre-parade. So you can see they did a lot. Like there were a lot of special things um, yeah. for the event. And they went on literally for all 24 hours. The crazy thing is, though, I am pretty sure I was in Disney that weekend like I'm pretty sure I was in Walt Disney World because that's when I went to I went on my seven day cruise with my roommate's family and then we went to Disney for two days and that was the time I went to the Star Wars weekend Mm. and it was Memorial Day weekend so I was in Hollywood Studios or Epcot on this day like a dum-dum not knowing this was going on so love that for me I just clicked for me. But um, what I thought was so interesting this time about the Disney Parks blog is they made, like you said, so many articles, but so many articles leading up to it. They had Mm -hmm. articles about how to line up, how to get carpooling in Disneyland, like what the entertainment was going to be, what the food was going to be, what the merch was going to be. Like they were really, because this was their third year doing this, like they were really prepared for, I guess, the chaos that Adam went through in 2012 like they I feel like they really dotted all their I's and crossed all their T's yeah for this celebration and I thought it was nice that costumes were allowed as long as they were like kid friendly but with the whole like heroes and villains theme they wanted people to dress up as like heroes or villains and people love when they can do something they can't normally do Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I think again we're talking about like that was the time of the Disney Parks blog. I'm pretty sure the Twitter I was talking about was the Disney Parks blog Twitter. I'm pretty sure. And I think they converted it and there is no Disney Parks blog Twitter anymore. There, so there was, it's either that or it's the Walt Disney World Twitter, the one where we used to do cast compliments and they would reply to you and say like, thanks so much. And then later they'd reply again with a picture of the cast member Mm -hmm. with your cast. Like, like you said, they really went above and beyond you used like you said you used to be able to tweet them about stuff and they would reply and that was so rare not on another platform but make like magical i think it maybe was walt disney world today yeah i I don't know if that was the rebranding i mean this was so long ago. something like that it was they had it through i could check my old cast compliment post because i have screenshots and it was that twitter but Yeah. yeah i know what you're talking about we're talking about the same thing the other thing they had going on for this rock your disney side 
24-hour thing was they also had the Disney side summer sweepstakes, which was leading up to this 24-hour day where one person would win a seven-day, six-night Disney vacation for four that would start in Walt Disney World and end in Disneyland during the 24-hour day so like they would start in Walt Disney World do all four parks and then like I guess on the 24-hour day get on a plane and fly over to Disneyland and then experience Disneyland for two or three days so I thought that was so cool that is very cool which leads to the coolest summer ever ever yeah and this was in 2015 this was the last time that we would see 24-hour days and I think it was only in Walt Disney World this year right the logo everything says magic Magic Kingdom Park, Walt Disney World. Wasn't it Disneyland too? It was both. What? It was a big, this was a big one, girly. A big yeah. one. A okay, big so is, one for Disneyland. This is Disneyland. what is confusing because again, I'm looking at the article from Disney Parks blog and the, the title is kicking off the coolest summer ever with 24 hours of entertainment at Magic Kingdom Park and the logo for coolest summer ever with like Olaf and the sun and coolest summer ever just says Walt Disney World. I understand where you're coming from, but I lived it's very it. Confusing. And if you look a little further on the Disney Parks blog, there's like five yeah, or I'm six sure articles. Like a million articles. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So this was again both coast. They did not have DCA, as far as I understand. It was just Magic Kingdom and Disneyland because this was the kickoff of Disneyland's 60th Diamond Celebration. Yeah. It kicked off this day. So yes, they had the coolest summer ever happening. They that was. I feel like the coolest summer ever vibe was much more pushed in Magic Kingdom because Disneyland's was like. It's the 60th anniversary 60th. celebration, but they oh, happened so it was together. something different, but it happened together. They, no, I think they were called the same thing, but like obviously the 60th was going to weigh Trump the coolest Everything. summer ever. And the 60th yeah. was great. We were just talking about that. Like, yeah. That, yes. that, that was it beautiful. Really was. It was a great, it was a great um, So this, so this one was announced um, in March. Yeah, it was announced in March with a... I'm trying to find that I have the actual wording. It was announced with a Olaf like sandcastle in Boston um, on Good Morning America. It was announced on March 11th, 2015. And that was when they announced that they would be having the 24 hour day coolest summer ever on both coasts. Um, like I said, this also kicked off Disneyland's 60th, the diamond mm-hmm. celebration. So the Disneyland guests got their diamond celebration ears when they came in. Um, this is also when Paint the Night and Disneyland Forever would kick off. Oh, it kicked Paint off this day as well. Back. So a big day for Disneyland. Um, as far as Disney Parks blog sweepstakes like we talked about, 500 readers from Disney Parks blog on the East Coast had the opportunity to have a special Tomorrowland screening at now Disney Springs. And then they also got breakfast and photo opportunities in Tomorrowland. So cute. They used to do so much fun stuff for the Disney Parks blog. So um, in addition to that, because of the East Coast side was much more like coolest summer ever. They had frozen sing-along screenings mm-hmm. in Tomorrowland from midnight to 4 a.m. Um, when I was there, they had a ton of photo opportunities. They had, um, I remember Cinderella's carriage was out, so you could take pictures mm-hmm. with that. They People had, like, love that. Yeah, they had all kinds of like characters you don't normally see. 
Um, I remember looking at, I don't know if the app was a thing back then. It must have been. But looking at the app and seeing that like Aloha Isle was open till 4 a.m. And that like blew my mind that I could get a Dole Whip at 4 a.m. Um, <laughs> it rained that day. So we ended up leaving Shocking. for a few hours. We were like, <laughs> we can't. We changed, went back. Um, but it like it was it was a really cool experience. I'm glad I got to go. I was fully planning to go to the next one and they just never had one but I never yeah. realized that that was the kickoff of the Disneyland celebration for the 60th I just knew that both coasts were open because like I said I heard people when I was waiting outside the gate at 5 a.m in the morning and they were doing the big kickoff I heard people saying oh I'm coming in here and I'm leaving at x time to get on my flight to go to Disneyland for Disneyland's 24 hours that's so, so cool that's the only reason I knew like I'd love to do sure. Walt Disney World and Disneyland in one day I know people do it it Same. doesn't have yeah. to be a 24 hour day Let's would do be it. No, we Let's should do it, do it. But yeah, I really liked this. It says that at Walt Disney World, they had some Disney Channel stars there and they had a welcome show with Anna and Elsa and Kristoff and Olaf and that they, you know, put the park on ice. And, you know, again, we had the characters and PJs, a dance party near Country Bear Jamboree between 2 and 6 a.m. Like it was Love just it. so cute. Um, and it says they even had a special finale moment with Mickey and the gang. Um, as the 24th hour came to a close. So it was super yeah. cute. Um, I definitely wasn't here for this yet. Like I wasn't in the Disney community yet, but the title of it kind of reminded me of when they did the incredible summer. And mm-hmm. I was like, dang, I wish they had done something like this for the incredible summer just a couple nice. of years later. That would have been so cool. Do you guys remember the incredible summer? I do. Was it the, mm-hmm. I think it was 2018 that they mm-hmm. did that. Cause yep. I, I came I was on one trip and then I drove home and I drove back up. I'm pretty sure it was Memorial Day weekend again. It was. It was Memorial Day weekend. That's when they had unfolded everything in mm-hmm. Tomorrowland for the Incredibles. Yeah, weekend. so they had like yeah. an, an Incredible Tomorrowland Expo celebrating mm-hmm. Disney Pixar's Incredibles 2. It was super, super cute. Edna Mode was going around for the first time. I remember they had um, snow cones in Tomorrowland and they had special incredible summer like cups I had that cup forever um and I was like dang they totally should have kicked that off at the 24 hour day they should have I really want to know like that there, was, was there a liability like yeah, what was it. it like why did because they that would have been perfect especially like the Incredibles like I don't know battle yeah. never stops the only thing like, I could think is like were too many people like falling asleep in the park like what what was the reason that they didn't do it again I don't, I don't after know. four years um I will say this the coolest summer ever also had a sweepstakes this sweepstakes <laughs> was um coolest summer ever the sweepstakes obviously um they someone was gonna win a stay in Cindy Suite for the ultimate Disney day Oh, that's so cool. Again, even just for the coolest summer ever. Yeah. No, I really didn't know that it linked up with the start of the 60th. Yeah. That it's like, wow, what a way to kick Mm -hmm. that off, you know? What a way. If they would have had it again for Memorial Day weekend, I would have been... I would have been either about to go on my honeymoon or coming back from my honeymoon, depending on when it fell. So I, I wish it would have happened in 2016. I would have been there. Yeah, I, th- I think it was so great. much fun. I definitely think this is something that I would love if they would bring back. I, again, as we talked about through Maybe the episode. Maybe in 2024. From- yeah, they should, cool. they should just do it every leap day, like every four years, you know, on February 29th. Just do this. 
Even, yeah, even Easy just enough. for Leap Day would be cute. But I, I love that they always did it for different things. I love mm-hmm. that they kind of always had it in their back pocket and like styled it and dressed it up in different ways to Agreed. help market whatever they were, you know, going for that year. I think I really loved the Leap Year one. And then from a marketing and PR perspective, I the Leap Year one was cool just because it made a moment out of you know, nothing. some people just think a leap day is nothing. Um, and then I really loved that the incredible, not the Incredibles, I'm so sorry, Monsters University, that yeah. really, I, I loved seeing that synergy in the parks with the movies because again, we just don't get that anymore. We'll get like a merch collection like three weeks before, four weeks, a month before the movie comes out. You don't even have a Every love time. for these characters yet. And that's really it. Like that's really mm-hmm. all we'll see. So I think that's one of the last times that we saw something huge happen in the parks to celebrate a movie which to me is kind of funny and counterintuitive because their whole thing right now is more disney in the parks putting more disney intellectual property into the parks putting more movies into the parks so you would think that because of that they'd want to do bigger moments for movies but i feel like it's it's less I feel like their mistake is, like you said, they're bringing out the merchandise in advance before people have any connection, but that they don't have any sort of attraction-based stuff ready when the movie does launch. And I feel like one one movie that they did really well with this was Lion King, having that puppet show ready, mm-hmm. I think, a week, a week or two yeah. after the movie launched. Like, that was ready to roll. And, yep. I mean, I know for me, I still haven't seen... Um, Raya, I haven't seen that movie, but like their merchandise was everywhere before the movie came out or like when it came out and like it was cute, but I had no connection to it and I still haven't Mm -hmm. seen it. But I feel like if I had seen it and then a week or two after it came out, then it's in the park. I don't know. That's that's just my thoughts. And the merch worked great for for Monsters University because we already had a connection to those characters Mm -hmm. and it was very thoughtful. Like it was things you would have wanted. So I don't know. I think they did a really good job. I hope that one day they, they, you know, have a resurgence of the 24 hour days again I think it would be such a fun way to celebrate whether it's for a leap day or whether it's for you know a really cool movie that they're promoting and and they want to share the movie with people and get excitement out I think would be a really cool way to promote the parks but I wonder what the pricing would be because I I feel like it would be more expensive you know it's it's gonna be a ticketed event they're not gonna have pass holders it sucks though because walk in for free that sucks though because for us I and I think it even was in one of the parks blog posts like clarifying if you had an annual pass as long as you didn't have like the smaller tier Disneyland annual pass like it counted as your regular like pass to get in yeah like right. Nick and I both had APs and our friends I think they just bought regular tickets I don't think they had to buy any special yeah no I think it was just and again that's what made it more special that it was just like if you're serendipitously here on this day or even if you plan you're gonna get to enjoy it so I think this was a major success lots of fanfare lots of fun I would love to see something like this again sometime soon I feel like it's so doable I think that's makes sense to me 2024 is so easy like the year of 24 we're bringing back 24 hour days I'm writing the script for you Disney come on (laughs) I mean they they didn't pick up on the iridescent eight but I think this is that's true that's true iridescent eight never came to be but maybe they should have 
Well, I think that just about wraps up another episode here on the Carousel Project podcast. As always, thank you so, so much for listening. I cannot believe how many seasons we have, how many of you are supporting us, not only by listening every other week, but also supporting our Patreon. We just really appreciate you all so, so much. It's so fun to read your messages and to interact with you and just to know that someone's out there listening every every time we post an episode. Yes, and the best way you can show your support is to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. In the words of our Uber driver last week, we are collecting five-star reviews this month. So Mm -hmm. if you want to go ahead and leave us a five-star review, we would very much appreciate it. Spotify, super easy to do. Just just leave five stars. And then on Apple Podcasts, leave a little note. Let us know what your favorite episode was or what what you enjoy about the podcast. We love reading those reviews from you guys. Five yep. stars for season five. Also, favorite Adam's number. favorite number. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to leave that out. <laughs> never. 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 <laughs> and as always, share us with your friends and family. We've got so many fun episodes already posted and so many coming up. So check them out. And in the meantime, if you want to chat with any of us, you know where to find us at Carousel Project Podcast on Instagram. And speaking of our Patreon, again, um, as you guys remember, we do have a Patreon now. The link is in the show notes. We Mm -hmm. have five different tiers, A ticket through E ticket. The higher the ticket, the more you get. As we mentioned before last season, the the people of the e-ticket group already know all of our topics for this season. They've known Lucky since people. the season four finale. They know which ones are getting bonuses, all of that. Um, so if you want to support our podcast monetarily, our Patreon is a great way to do it. Um, bonus episodes, all that good stuff. Our Facebook group, great place to be. You can find it in the show notes. And the more people we have, the more fun it will be. I know we've really been wanting to ramp up our presence on Facebook to be able to talk with y'all directly, Um, but we need some more people. So come on over. We'll have our own little club over on Facebook um, where we can, you know, post updates and just chat with one another. So we're so glad to have you in the CPP community. Thank you so much again for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. See you later. Love you. Bye. Take care. Remember, only you can control how much fun you have. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. What the hell? Let's have some fun on the podcast.